Welcome, welcome to Real Estate is the Worst. Hey, it's Millie Mundy, native Nashvilleian and local realtor. I love my job, though it's challenging, it's completely rewarding, super entertaining, and totally worth it. I love talking to people, laughing with them, and learning everything, all the things. Listen in and see how all the best Nashville realtors get creative and dig themselves out of the worst ruts and close the deal. Or not. Cheers. What's up? What's up? Welcome to episode two. Um, Both listeners, thank you guys, both of you, for listening to Real Estate is the Worst. I have Greg Fariselli. Is it Fariselli or Chelly? Wow, you actually said that right. Oh my God. You know, okay. So wait a minute. Greg Fariselli is with Benchmark. You've had your license since 2015. Correct. Okay. I know some things. You did your homework. I know some things just now. <laughs> you looked on the website. I get it. <laughs> um, Greg, here's a funny thing about Greg and I. When I was first licensed, I tried to join Greg's team and I could not hack it. I just wasn't. We have two different hustles. Was it two weeks or three weeks? Oh, I think it was probably one. I was like. No, because. <laughs> so right when I oh, had went God. out of town for Christmas, she's like, mm, you know, this isn't really working out for me right now. <laughs> and I was like, OK. Yeah, it was uh, it was bad. It was hard. It, so yeah, it was it was really it was. It was a good experience. Greg used to be at Village, by the way. Uh, my license is with Village. Greg was with Village. Village is mm-hmm. a real estate company in Nashville, Tennessee, right? I think so. Nashville, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, it took me like 45 seconds of not saying anything. I just wanted you to congratulate me for holding uh, back for that Thank long. Thank you. I didn't know you were going to say anything at all. Yeah, so yeah. this is good news and for everyone. Brian Siskin, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and then the other part of this is that I, I'm already sort of in awe of this because I, you guys are talking about it like it's almost like one of those podcasts where it's sort of like a post-mortem on relationships or something mm-hmm. like or like we a, broke up yeah like like you dated for like two weeks and it was so was pronouncedly miserably bad that it's actually funny to you now it was not okay, it was not bad it, no, wasn't. it wasn't miserable okay so you guys are being diplomatic that's good yeah, I mean, there was no, like but, no, it wasn't. She wasn't even doing it that long to where it matter. I don't think she had like all the passwords yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, run us all through it. This is great. Um, no, I, I have all of your passwords saved on my phone still. So <laughs> they're I'm probably going. the same ones, so it's okay. <laughs> um, well, Greg, thank you for coming out here and doing this with me. I want to start off like I want to start off all of them and ask you what is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you. While you've been licensed, yeah, I, remember. I know that's a really hard question. It is a hard question, and I, I, I was been thinking really hard about that. So, I feel like you don't get embarrassed easily, do you? That's one thing I don't get embarrassed easily. <laughs> I, I can take anything; nothing phases me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I I know when I was working with you, um, I knew you and I probably weren't going to work because I could never make you laugh. You really? were so serious when you worked, I could never make you laugh. Ever. And I'm pretty funny. You are funny. Yeah. And I was like... And I like to laugh and make people no, laugh. So. When you got to work in the morning, it was like balls to the wall, Greg. That's right. Like 150 phone calls, <laughs> putting people in the system, and I would make jokes, and he would just be like, eh. 
And I was like, wow, this guy does not think I'm funny. <laughs> and, and how did that make you feel? Well, not funny. <laughs> <laughs> she thought her jokes were bad, which they probably were. Yeah. No, they, absolutely not. They were not bad. Um, okay, so Greg doesn't get embarrassed, and there that goes. <laughs> it's like every if, if I do, it's one time, and I block it out the rest of the no, time. No, there's you've never fallen. You've never like had a client fall. You've never like been super hungover and had to like throw up. Like what's going on? You've never like been super wrong about something and proved wrong. There has it, to be something. Open house. Oh, I just thought about this with God. This is probably, I was six months in the business. Open house, middle of football season. Of course, what do I have on the TV? The, I was watching the Titans lose. Oh, I had the God. game on. During the open house. During, yeah, of course. Were you even acknowledging people walking in or just like, hey, look around? Well, not every open house has people walking in and out, <laughs> especially when there's a game on and it's a beautiful day out. Okay. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to sit here and watch the game. And I fell asleep on the couch. <gasps> Greg. <laughs> fell asleep. I was like this. Oh, yeah, so my God. I fell asleep on the couch. And I didn't think nothing of it until people, because I had the door open. Oh, my people God. People just walk in like, hello. I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh Welcome to our open house. <laughs> <I'm doing> <laughs> but I wasn't, it was funny, but I wasn't really embarrassed. I was just like, okay, well. No, that's, you should have been embarrassed. I was like, where were you? Because I was sleeping and nobody kept me up. Is this why you don't host open houses anymore? I don't open I don't host open houses anymore because I can't stand in one place for two hours like that. And well, you can sleep <laughs> if I'm tired enough. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I would die. I'm not a cute sleeper, so oh, like well, that would be the most. Well, good thing I am. <laughs> Like, so like I, I had the pillow and the stuffed animal um, on the couch. It was, yeah. it was wonderful. You were just demonstrating how cozy the house was. I was. I was a, a living okay. feel. Brian, you always have the best spin on stuff. That's a great spin. It's, Look how cozy this house is. Just fall right asleep out here. Yeah. You're like, by the way, it's either super cozy or I think it might still need a carbon monoxide detector. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the funny thing about the seller of the house was actually a... I believe she was related to a village agent or was a village agent or something like that. Like what? she worked here. She wasn't an agent, but she worked here. And, Ooh, I, and the listing it? agent was somebody in this. I'm all coming back to me. Listing agent was somebody, I believe, in the Franklin office. And I've just did the open house. Who was it? Oh, well, don't say who the seller is, but who is the agent? Because that is hilarious. The agent is. We can have them in later to corroborate. <laughs> Like this is turning into like well, a, the house is a great. True crime. But I want to say Amanda. Okay. I got Amanda. Okay. We'll call her Amanda X. Okay. Well, there we go. That's Fair all enough. we need to know. We'll go through the roster later from 2016. Greg, you're super busy. I feel like you close like 138 deals a month. Am I right? Mm, 125. Okay. <laughs> you're so busy. I know you go through things that other people probably don't or maybe you're in like unique situations that agents that aren't as high producing go through but what is like the hardest thing you've what's the hardest situation you've encountered so where you were just like real estate sucks i wish i still waited tables like what well there has to that be that happens one. maybe once every quarter <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure good for you that's not very much but <laughs> You know, there's a there is there is a situation that does come to mind that was like just 
Lay it on everything me. that you would think that you think you've seen it all. Oh yeah, this is what I want to hear. Okay, so I'm working with a transaction. I was the seller. I was a listing agent, and um, had the property, put the sign in the yard. The person next door's best friend decides that she wants to make an offer on mm-hmm. it. Agent calls me. Thank God this agent was wonderful. Her name is Rachel Owen. Mm-hmm. If you shout have, out to Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. Up, Rachel. Oh, she. Oh, even mm, this gets good. So <laughs> good. My aunt's gonna love this because this is the only listener we have. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is probably soon too. <laughs> There's a lot more than you realize. So she, an agent's like, hey, I'm gonna be sending you an offer. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, many times I hear that before yeah, it's listed. Yeah. Boom, full price offer. No closing costs and everything. So, I, And the house was a mess. They've lived there for... Too good to be true. Their whole family. Like, his, he was inherited. He's never had a mortgage. He's out of the house 40-something years. And Shoot. Yeah, so he's never had a mortgage. He never had to pay because it was given to him. There you and go. He got worked onto the house. Um, <clears throat> get under contract. They go through inspection, inspection's good. They go through appraisal, appraised, which I actually overpriced it a little bit, which I thought, <laughs> oh of God. course, you know, I'm gonna always a little- So far, before the we story hit the, is- Get a nice appraisal, and now it's like, perfect, it's, it's time to close. Close her up. So we're, you know, that last week and a half, two weeks, is there, are you moving? Yeah, everything's good, you know, we have the, we'll be, we got some people helping us, and all this and all that, and um, I was like, awesome, you know? It's, Everything's going good. The right. other agent calls me. Everything's good. I'm like, cool. I don't. This is this story is beautiful. I feel like I'm yeah right. running through a field of wildflowers right now. This is great. So about four days before closing, <laughs> the buyer because she goes to her, she's there every day pretty much. She's like, you know, they have a lot of stuff in the yard. It's like they're are they going to be out in time? And I'm checking back with my client. Yeah, and then they got a little bit. Fr- you know, I got them people to help them with boxes, like random people to like pack for them right. and all this stuff and i drove Did out there pay? and paid them oh god oh my god okay yeah so day of closing final walk time comes around um the agent drives by early she's like have you been here i'm like no she's like she's like there's a lot of stuff here so i went there and i'm like because she heard from her client she didn't go there she heard from a client so i'm like you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna just take a sneak attack over there no, by the way, just I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to. Please. So in the final walk. Well, this is the so, day of the final walk. This so, is just before it. Like the, This is really the, the, the place and time where if anything is left to go wrong, th- is, like this this about, is, is this kind of like the last so the actual, frontier? For, so the, the, per, the purpose of the final walk is to be sure the house is in the same or better condition as when you put the contract on it. Uh-huh. Well, if it was in the same condition, then all the shit would still be in there. <laughs> but it's removing personal belongings if you read through the top uh, yeah, paragraph yeah. on the first page that c- covers the appliances and stuff people write in their personal belongings but obviously your personal belongings go but anyway I see. not that obvious to some and so, people and so the, and, the, and the, the ceremony for this right is that you're you, everybody on all sides is all walking through the house at the same time no no the buyers the buyers they usually go by themselves because mm-hmm. the sellers usually moved out right Okay. Mm-hmm. And Seller, th- so they've gotten usually, all the bodies out of the basement. They've done all the... Correct. Okay. So, unbetold to me, I left out a pretty crucial part, but during this last week, the seller told me that she bought a house in another city mm-hmm. with, with her cousin that's an agent. So, 
I like said another to them, city in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. So I'm like, well, I called the agent. I was like, hey, can you tell me about their contract? When are they closing? Do we have any contingencies right now? Mm-hmm. Do we have a sale of home contingency for the life of the? Please tell me. She said no. Okay. Day of closing. I get there and the house is completely not packed at all. Oh God. Garage full, backyard full, side of I mean all their shelves, car lock, car parts. Just I mean like 40 years of hoarding. A lifetime of shit packed. So Wow. Or not packed. I just said it was not packed. That's the whole thing. The house is packed with 40 years <laughs> yeah. of shit. So I called my um I called Rachel. I'm like Wait, who's Rachel? The other agent. Oh, that's right. Rachel Ellen. <laughs> We've got a problem. <laughs> We've got to get this figured out. I was like, there's no physical way any humans can move the stuff today. It's just not possible. <laughs> I was like, what's the flexibility on your buyer's part? And she's like, she's got to be out. Where were your sellers? What's going on? They were, I mean, they don't work. They were there. Pack, I don't understand. Quote, unquote, packing. Yeah, I, I didn't understand either. So I was like, okay. What, were the, what was the verbiage you used with them when you saw all this shit? I, with compassion. I had to have, because yeah. I'm well, not. Of course. Well, yeah. you got to understand, though. It's like, I don't have time to, I don't have time to talk it through. I have time to, this is what's going to happen. This, to is the, this is the solution. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do this if, or not. Mm-hmm. So then um, I started helping them pack some stuff up and I'm oh making some phone calls. So this is what I did. I called Rachel. I'm like, what do we do? I was like, look, we've, can we have like one day occupancy? Can we do anything? And they gave us, she gave us one day holding some funds in escrow. So I was like, well, how, how much was an escrow? Like, what is that worth? I think, it, I think we kept like five grand, but, this is the clincher. This is what, what what nuts. The clincher. So we were down there. So she has no sale of home contingency. So she has to fund that other property oh without going in default. Yeah. This buyer does not want to fund this transaction because she doesn't believe they're going to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. I said to them, I was like, I called my assistant. I'm like, look, call every mover you can get quotes and get them out to this house now like immediately mm-hmm. and let's see what we can get these people moved so all they had to do was write the deposit for the movers movers move them buyer sees it buyer comes buyers happy buyer signs everybody funds with that and keep that escrow right for mm-hmm. in case anything crazy happens mm-hmm. they had no money in their checking account oh my god what's going on oh so what you're telling me is you just paid like four different moving companies <laughs> to get them out of there? It was Friday. Oh God! It it's was always it's four. always a Friday. It is always right. a Friday. It's always a Friday. So the only way the buyer would sign to keep the escrow and sign the occupancy was if the movers got paid out of escrow, which I thought was I was like perfect idea yeah of course so i was like look let's get them so i I went so i told told my son i'm like look the only way we can make this work is if that buyer no she doesn't they don't really think that you're going to be out on time because you should have i mean we've had a six week close wow okay you know and we're 24 hours away you there's no he's i mean coming with the little u-haul and they're packing some stuff in the back of a pickup i'm like come you guys just don't understand what's happening right now 
Oh my god, it's like controlled, uncontrolled chaos. It which was. Is the worst. So I'm, uh, so I'm there that day. I'm packing. So while they're, she's calling movers, I'm packing stuff. I'm like trying to keep this together. Did you know these people personally? I did. Okay, so you were cool with touching their stuff. <laughs> I touched their stuff for like 10, 15 minutes because it yeah. was mostly dirty yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So did I? Did I move some stuff out? Excited. They had dogs, so you couldn't open the doors. It was. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, it. no, I don't know. I, get it. I, I don't know how they they survived. So the only way they wouldn't get sued on their other houses if that buyer funded, because that they were freaking out. The seller of that other house, they had a they were buying a house too. Right. Where was the other house they were buying? Not that it matters. <sighs> I think it was like Jackson or somewhere over there. Oh, okay. So, you know, a couple hours away. So I was like, look. Yeah. The buyer was not happy. I was like, look, if I can get Clearly. them. Clearly. To just pay the movers out of escrow. But the buyer was the neighbor, though, right? The buyer was the neighbor's best friend. Oh, got it. So she happened to visit her friend. Oh, the house is going for sale next door. Sweet. We can live next door to each other. Great idea. I wonder if they're still friends. (laughs) Please make a note of that. We need to follow uh, follow up on that as well. (laughs) So I. (laughs) New podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to write the escrow agreement. So I I specifically put on there that they will pay, so they didn't have the money, but they were going to have the money on Monday. So they wrote the check and predated the check for Monday. Oh, God. So it would fund everything together. I was like, look, write your personal check for the deposit for Monday. And they can do, they said they'll take it and they'll do the work. And then when it funds, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Did they get out of this house? I'm just... Or did the house catch on fire? What happened? Did they get out? They they finally got out. They did hire the movers. Oh, my God. They hired the movers, and then they got paid out of, from they directly from the closing attorney. Like, the invoice okay. went to them. I was like, I don't Do want not. the change of hands with the seller. Mm-hmm. I was like, everything is getting paid out of escrow. They're supposed to get this much. And I think what I did was, on the when I funded them, I made it where they obviously had to pay their lien and everything, mm-hmm. and I think I they got like a like a small amount just to, right, just for the I mean it's only for a couple of days just right. way, just in case something happened they would be able to have some money in escrow just in case. Moving sucks. So they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. The the mentality of it is they didn't realize that they were they could act like contracts. You can actually be sued. People don't really realize that. I don't understand it, but you can be sued. Yeah, that's the point of a contract. But people don't. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, and they didn't realize that like what we were doing, and we they thought that we were fighting, working against them. Like oh, we're oh, rushing no. them. Yeah, I'm like, look, I'm trying to make sure you don't get sued. Yeah. And I'm trying to make sure you get the house that you've just bought and this person can move in here because they can have damages to you because they've already got out of their lease and their stuff is in storage. And there's just a huge... Did they just not... Since it was like a family house that was inherited, did they just not want to move? Was it like an emotional, like, I don't want to get out of here kind of deal? I think so, a part yeah, of it. I because I have... I had a situation with a client who um, we list... I was the listing agent, listed their house... <clears throat> They got an offer on it and they're like, we can close in three weeks. And I'm like, cool, this is awesome. So I presented it to her and then it's like, she's looking at it like I'm being kicked out of my own house. And I'm like, wait, I thought you, did you not want to move and sell? What's going on here? So sometimes people look at it like they're being kicked out of their own house when it's like, 
Or if there's more than one party involved, one perhaps is more ready to to get out of there, make the change, the other party. whereas the other mm-hmm. has some other uh, sure. level of attachment. And I, I listen, guys. I'm not in real estate necessarily directly in the way that you guys are. I do a lot of marketing for real estate. Do some podcasting for real estate. Do you? Yeah, it's it's, it's a gas, man. Uh, no, but uh, but I am a big fan of 1980s Toyotas. So anyway, while we're on that topic. Um, <laughs> Thanks for asking. I love Toyotas. Thank you. Uh, but I just recently uh, found a uh, an 80s Toyota that I really have wanted for Did a long time. It? Well, so I saw it posted. I contacted the seller. Everything went great. Had a great conversation. I was going to go and look at it. Oh, they didn't sell it to you. And I mean, and this was the kind of thing, too, where like they explained to me the circumstances around it. But basically, it was his wife's father's car. And he'd passed away about five years ago, mm-hmm. and they'd been keeping it in the garage. They're not driving. And she it. wanted not... to say goodbye to it. <laughs> and she, yeah, I told you about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she mm-hmm. went. She, I was like, I'll bring it by on weekends if you want. If you're going to sell it to me for that price, like, let's do this <laughs> anyway. Uh, like, I'll take you out to Sonic or like whatever, man. And when it's background, right? Like you can, you know, like I, I, I will be a medium psychically for your father while I drive you around if you want. Like I'll speak, <laughs> you know, from the grave. I'll do whatever. Uh, but ultimately, uh, they just went dark, mm. and so. But it just reminded me of, of uh, you know how things, business, and emotional attachments tend to mm-hmm. uh, create the bedrock for a lot of these kind of uh, scenarios. And I imagine that in your, your your situation, it sounds like it was kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys closed, finally everything oh, was. D- so oh God! It- here we go. So how we closed, another piece of this was I did not want them to leave to close. I called Rudy, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys. Rudy is Rudy Rudy Title. Title. They're the closing attorney. They're the closing attorneys, and they're awesome, by the way. I use Rudy every time. Dude, Love I go there. Yeah, they've got all my stuff. And they also give you a bottle of booze every time, right? Yes, (laughs) exactly. They pulled me in. Cheers. They spoke to your heart. (laughs) They did. Yeah. Red or white, which one? I was like, y'all need to go to their house and get them to sign at home. Did they do it? Did they do Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. So house they, call. Oh, yeah. They went to the... This is all in Hermitage, too. I'm like, dude, you're the, you're the man. That's so he amazing. Went, so this way, I was like, I don't want them to leave this house. They are packing. They are... I was like, whatever. They went over there and they closed them. And then I was going to do the same thing with the buyer and just suggest them. But like, you know what? It'll give them something to do for a couple hours. Let them go to the closing and, you know, like, I had the hey, escrow can you agreements. Make it, make it take just a little bit longer, call the call the closing attorney. Oh, it was like, like six o'clock at that point. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they were probably the last closing on a Friday of the day for sure. Because she <laughs> wanted to see them, you know, because what happened was when we were discussing this, they're in the middle of packing, so I had to tell them to leave. And mm-hmm. I gave them money. I'm like, go get lunch. Go oh come back in an hour. They're coming over. So then I got, that's when I had the conversation with them, telling them what was really going on. I'm like, I can't explain this to you. You got to come here, and we're going to have to put this piece together together, and your buyer's going to have to be on board. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And I was like, we're not being unreasonable. We're just making a really bad situation work for everybody. Yeah. And let's just, you just have to have... make a game time decision. So and... she, the buyer, was not happy. I'm like, look, I'm not here as I'm here as their agent, but I'm here to get help you get this done. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're working together on this. I understand that they don't understand yeah. what is really happening right now. Was Rachel the buyer's agent was Rachel? Yeah. Okay. Was she pissed? She wasn't pissed. She was just like understanding and trying to help you work through it. 
Oh yeah, that's she, the best thing. Oh when, no, when she the second I when she started calling me like telling me that stuff was in the lawn, I started mm-hmm. getting skeptical that she was all over it. That's the best when they actually help when when the agents on either side are helping each other. God. Well, that's what the, the, what I don't an amazing know, the, experience. The mindset of agents competing against each other is just so false. It is weird. It doesn't stop. It's like I can understand that you you know a couple agents don't get along. Now you're not going to get along with everybody at work. Yeah, but... But the point is, like, you guys are working the transaction together. Well, people just try to over-agent things sometimes and well, try to well, be way too... people try to find value because mm-hmm. they don't... Sometimes your value is just letting things smoothly work. You don't have to bring up an issue. You don't have to look for anything. Just let it happen. Yeah. Sometimes when it's time to hit the fire, then it's time to hit the fire. Yeah, there's a time and place. Right. Sometimes it's it, that's kind of the hardest thing. Sometimes is other agents. Well, they're the best and the worst things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. It just and it goes to show too with these guys not wanting to leave the house and you coming up with a solution like, all right, this is what we're gonna. You have to like get assertive and almost aggressive. You have to make a solution. It's just like this business is so human. I will always say that. No matter there's so many people out there that try to like really market their technology and we've got all the best blah 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 but this is such a human experience people don't want to move people want to get out of there people want to get away from their neighbor it's just there's so many human aspects of it that you no matter how hard people try brokerages try you can't take the human emotion out of this you can't there's no technology that exists right now that would have solved that problem there's just not there's not and you can use technology to get as many people as you can to you but once they come to you, you have to humanize it all the way to the end forever. Yeah, and I like what you said. You, ha- I said, well, how did you, what was your reaction to all this? And you were just like, just compassion. And there's, I mean, if it were a computer or up to the letter well, of the law, you guys are getting sued and you're I was asking deal. them certain questions to realize that they didn't truly understand what yeah. was happening. And I just had to make, use their mentality for them. Like, explain things on their terms, like, look, you really could lose all this money right yeah. now. Like, you're about to get... This is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you will not get it back. And they, after the closing, I mean, they did not like me, and they even, they reported me to Trek. Oh, my God, for what? What's Trek? They reported me for, they said I forced Tennessee them... Tennessee Real they, Estate Commission. They didn't oh. like the movers. Mm-hmm. And because you, I, have, because you have such an array of choices. Wait, did you did you pick the movers though? Is that like a conflict of interest situation? I never do that. All I do, and any, and I tell this to every agent and every all my clients. I'm like, look, I can give you the people to call, but you call and you verify, you qualify, you set the appointment, you pay the bill. I'll give you the people I trust. You you need a roofer. Here's call 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 uh call these three guys. Call do these you have, three guys. Do you have three like? Like, okay, here's three moving companies. Here's three roofers. Here's three blah, blah, blah. Or do you just like, hey, call this one guy if you like him. Use him if you don't. If, I, if I've used them first on my clients, somebody I know really, really, really well, that's not a contractor. I will give them that number. If not, I 
I'll call and get them. Here's your quotes. You call and you do your due diligence, but you mm-hmm. make the final that because I can call through and have my assistant call through and get the five people that are in our criteria. And then they make the they make the final decision. They pay the bill. It doesn't go through. It's not my record. It's my record. It's just giving you an option. That hey, may- here's the, yeah, this is easy. Here's like names and phone numbers. Boom. Make your own decision. That way, if they hate them, it's not you like can help facilitate it. Right. Mm-hmm. But. You, I never give my opinion on it. Do you think it's the right? Do, is this okay? Will you? How many opinions do you think it's the best one? Cool. Did you look at the reviews? Are you good? I mean, Yelp normal it. question. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because you're doing so many roles at once. You're you're trying to help people physically move in in the absence of these movers, right? While at the same time trying to accelerate these other things, while trying to protect people from themselves, while trying to take care of the the other parties involved and oh, what their contingency situation so many, is. Honestly, not to mention, yeah. I could not just take off work that day. I took off that, I mean, it was like all day. Like I showed, so when I, in my mind, I thought that, cause she said that they'd be a couple hours, they just gotta clean up, okay? Mm-hmm. So I showed up with Swift, <laughs> I showed up in my gym clothes with a broom, Swiffers, <laughs> and like Clorox, you know, the yeah. thing. I was like, yeah. cool. I'll clean up. I'll wipe the bathrooms. The I'll mop the floors. Then <laughs> yeah. I got there. I was like, they still. I mean, they had Guys, massive items, huge items still stuck in there. So now you're like, hey, uh, so since I've translated my business to be more targeted towards minimalist living. Uh, oh yeah, right. Like I only, I only work with minimalists. <laughs> hey, that's not a. Anyways, that's a tough target. <laughs> that's a tough target market right there. Yeah. Honestly, you do so many rezone, like you rezone so many properties. But don't do tons of rezones. Rhythm Homes like pretty you, much handles a lot of that. But um, we do a lot of rezones. I thought I really thought it was going to be something huge. Like I, it's you know just I, I thought it was going to be something like that. So I'm shocked that it was just a residential. Well, I'm I'm trying to. A lot of agents don't know about mm-hmm. rezoning in Nashville. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, so I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of probate challenge. I mean, I've had a lot of the real estate side that you probably know is probably a good 30 to 40 percent of my business. But the rest of it is, you know, the investing piece of it, the, you know. So you're saying the um, real estate side that I know, meaning just mainly residential? Correct. OK. Well, yeah. maybe not 30, 40 percent is probably listings. I don't really work with buyers anymore. I mean, maybe if it's somebody I know and they. What do you do with your buyers? Well, uh, you have my number, so I, don't know I mean, I okay, do have <laughs> people you. that. Thank you for I've bringing got, that up. And by the way, just real quick, we got. I know you're going to wrap this up soon, Millie. I am. Millie, I know you are. But listen, I would like to bring this back full circle, and like this is a perfect bridge to sort of healing. What no, you, what there's you, nothing to heal. Right, there's not guys, even I was like, what are you talking you, you about? You guys clearly had a highly acrimonious. <laughs> Uh, sort of very conflict, uh, you know. The, it sounds like your two weeks together were this very hellish experience, and, and so it was I think it's very horrible. brave. I just want to say I'm inspired by your bravery to yeah. to come back together here yeah. today yeah. And, and face everything, and like uh, you know, it's just really inspiring. I tried to work with Greg when I had my license, probably for like ten days. Yeah, I think I was probably one of your first options. It was like literally <laughs> baptism by fire because you were like, I didn't know anything, and then I was like, Yeah, this is probably not for me. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't make it work. Um, but I mean, you're doing great, and I'm okay. I don't know. I'm like, 
You've got some things going on. <laughs> I, think, I think in the back of your mind, how long ago was this? A couple years ago? What was it? It was one year ago. One year ago? Was it? No. 2018, maybe 2017? So no, within, it, a, within a year Maybe it two. was a year and a half okay, ago. Okay, so either way, you were thinking in the back of your mind, I know you. you I know what you were thinking. You were thinking when, when you were dealing with him in those terrible times, <laughs> you were thinking, all right, buddy, I may not know what's going on right now, but in a year or two, you're gonna be on my podcast. That's you're damn right. You are damn straight. <laughs> damn. You know what? The third joke I told when you didn't laugh, I was like, I'm out. This is this is it. I'm out. <laughs> Maybe the jokes just aren't good. No, yeah, Greg. Tr- honestly, tell, give us I'm an example. hilarious. I don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Greg, thank you for coming on here, and I know you're super super busy. And tell people how they can find you. Well, you can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look up the Deal Shredders podcast on iTunes oh, that's right. and Greg Spotify. Has a podcast too. Yeah, yeah we're, Deal we're, Shredders. Yeah, we just analyze deals mm-hmm. and have some great people on that show. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn. Greg Ferriselli. And let me, I'm going to take a stab at it. F A R R I C I E L L I. That's a pretty, pretty good stab. Was that it? That was, a, that was good. That was I got it. it, right? You did. God, I'm good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Greg Ferricelli. Okay, well, I guess until next week, this is it. This is going to be it for You'll us. You'll think of some better jokes to make people laugh next week. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> okay, whatever, Greg. Cheers. <laughs>